I was wondering when you would come. I'm surprised you stuck around. Well, I'm a fae. We have a flair for the dramatic. Why, I wonder? I mean, we feed on the feelings of singulars. Gotta give them the old razzle-dazzle. Now, why hurt us? Why do this? To send a message? We've always known what you are capable of. We came here to flee your kind. I don't imagine a demonstration was necessary. <laughs> the message wasn't for you. <laughs> Is there anything else I should tell them for you? No. I suspect this speaks for itself. Oh. You want to hurt me, don't you? Take revenge for all the suffering we've caused. Well, you're welcome to kill me. It won't take, of course, but this body will surely rot. Go. Are you sure? You don't want to gut your only bargaining chip? Come now, Grimalkin. Certainly you're strong enough. You could tear me to pieces. Think of it. The vengeance. The catharsis. <laughs> it won't solve anything, but it'll sure feel good, won't it? I said go! As you wish, my liege. I wouldn't want to overstay my welcome. You won't survive this. You know that, right? No matter. I'm already dead. What remains of the fallow crown staggers bloodied and weary onto the collar gantry. Knees buckle and heads bow under the weight of loss. As Gaspar, Hal, and Wusha take their first tentative steps toward an empty home. But home is not empty. As Yavos's consciousness breaks through the cosmic membrane, his body snaps awake. <laughs> the ancient scion gathers his strength. Bones creak and grind under the weight of his malnourished frame. Elbows pop in protest as he shifts into a sitting position. Blurry eyes, thick and dry, squeeze and roll in tired routine to bring focus back to a hazy reality. Wildflowers. Shocking cascades of color. Whirl and dance in candlelight. And tears. Fruits dangle tantalizingly from the same vines from which sprout violets marigolds, calendula, and juniper. These heavy-laden fingers of verdure crawl across every surface, every wall, even the bed and blanket, everything adorned in forest bounty. You savor the air, sweet with nectar and honey, when your eyes are drawn to the desk, where countless hours were burned in pursuit of the greater mysteries of sleep. And atop all the books and papers, a letter. I suppose every time we wake up we're a little bit older, but this is a feeling I will never grow used to. Now, look at this. This can't be from... Perhaps. Picking a flower and smelling it. The fragrance is breathtaking. Always more questions. I'll achingly rise to my feet using the plowshare as a large cane to erect myself, strap it to my back, feeling both exhausted and comforted at its weight, and grab the letter. To Yavos, from Penny. For all the things you failed to bring to light and failed to love, for all the friends whose life you'll end when push has come to shove, for all the choices, all the voices silenced by your pride, for all the dread and endless dead now buried side by side, so bring my friends to journey's end and watch them fall from grace. For in the dark wood, merest spark would set it all ablaze. With each word, vibrant colors fade. The scent of nectar and fruit ferments, withers and rots. Leaves fall and flowers wilt, until all that is left is black and gray putrescence. Nestled there, 
mounted in the woody vines, a stag's head, severed and dripping with black blood. Go back. I think the gods are so worried. Rain comes running up the gantry. I'm sorry, we had no idea. But she's fine. She's fine. She went home. Everything should be all right. Um, where is the Avos? He was right. I, uh... Well, the Ayavos we found was not in a physical form. He detected an energy surge when, he, when you came back. That must have been him. She lifts her own bracer, turns it, gently taps the gem, and a quick hollow display shows up on her wrist. She confirms, yes, yes, he's back home. <sighs> I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm very sorry. Look, we've uh, had a lot of time for self-reflection, and uh, it ain't your fault. I I don't think none of us knew what was about to happen when we went charging off blind. So it's on us, and uh, you got nothing to be sorry for. I'm your manager, and it is my responsibility to do the best I can to make sure that you're protected and that you have all the information. This was a failure of my intel. It was a rescue mission, after all. I think every one of us willingly put our lives on the line to go and save Ayawos, knowing that there was a chance that maybe we wouldn't come back. Just feels like a spit in the face that it was right as Pen walked through the door. Yes, well, actually, now that I'm looking at it, she's not showing. The bracelet's been deactivated. Oh. Well, that that should be fine, right? We're not in Quist right now. She's allowed to not have it on, on Zenith. No, you don't understand. It's been deactivated. Not simply taken off. It's it's broken. What's that mean? I don't know. She runs back into the collar, and as she does, the collar director comes and begins pulling off of your bodies large shards of glass, mirrored glass. Some of them literally embedded in your flesh, others nestled into your gear, some of them sticking out of bags, pouches, and other things. You've caught some in hoods and accidentally collected some in all manner of equipment. Oh, be gentle. My leg shaft is sensitive. This is magically resonant. This is your reward, I suppose. Hal dumps out a bag with a bunch of big pieces and he was like, I'm not... I wasn't positive if it was actually silver or not. I tried to till, and um, it felt like it was a little unclear. So I grabbed a bunch. <laughs> he collects all of what you've given him and places it inside of a chest and puts it into a cubby just for you. It will be provided to you when it has been examined. The collar springs to life and begins to descend for far longer than you have in recent past. Your descent takes somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 minutes despite the incredible speed with which you're moving. When you arrive at the battle center, however, and the doors open, you are greeted by a familiar face. Gilder pads forward, with no escort. Hello. It is of paramount importance that you collect your friend and your possessions and join me at Omega Dock. You know where he is? Your friend can be found at your home. Do make haste. Never turned away and back to port. Fine. Hello to you as well, Gilder. But what is with that face and tone? You will see. Wusha's going to lean into Gaspar, kind of gesturing at Gilder, and say, Don't he always have that face? Is this about Pin? I know where she is. She's alive! We can get her back! uh, No rest for me! Push forward! I will allow you time enough to rest. Nine hours, no more. I will see you soon. He turns and pads away. I ain't never been one to look a gift cat in the mouth. Let's go back home. Get Yavos and get moving. The journey home is quick, but it feels like an eternity, carrying the weight of what lies ahead and what lies behind. When you open the door to the main entrance of the apartment, you see Yavos moving from the stairwell to the kitchen, hauling bags of refuse it looks like vegetation twisted black leaves and roots 
as though he's managing a large amount of compost. His cheeks are stained with dried tears and his eye bags hang heavy. Clearly, he's been exhibiting more emotion than his weak frame can handle. And yet he toils. Yavos, looking at the bags that he's carrying in. I don't think I've ever been so excited to see one of your stews. It's <laughs> perfect. How eyes the bags of black vegetation very uneasily. Iavos, yes. Yes. Wusha. Gaspar, Hal. Yes. Seems to be blinking his eyes and coming to a little bit. You've returned. Oi, with good news. Well, two bits of good news. You're alive. (laughs) It certainly feels like that's mostly true. Fair. I can't be a good judge of that. But the mean cat, she's alive. He knows where Pen is. Pen. Yes, Penny. Uh, No, they're not the same, but I hold up a letter that I was somehow gripping in my hand the whole time I was working as though letting go of it is a fate worse than death. She wrote me a letter, but she doesn't exist anymore. When I awoke and I was in a field of flowers and branches, and then it died as I read the words. It's one of her poems. I'm not sure I understand exactly what it means, but it sounds threatening almost. Many of her poems took a dark turn, but this one felt personal and ominous. And there was the head of a stag dripping with black blood. I don't know about you, but I'm sick of two things. Pen dying, and people telling me what to do and to stay away. I ain't in the mood to listen to either. Oh, if Pen is out there, we're going to find her. But this is something that we must pay attention to in the process. Wusha is going to walk over to Ayavos and put a big, damp hand on his shoulder and smile with his big goofy mouth, but also just just a little bit of self-aware sadness behind it. And he's going to say, it's good to have you back, Yavos. Thank you, all of you, for everything you did in trying to recover me, even if it didn't play out as you had hoped. May I see that letter? Yes, if you can make anything more of it than I, then please try. You know, it's funny. I've been sleeping for so long now. But I'm exhausted. Gaspar, I think you and I should have a look at that head as well. You're the uh, you're the expert. Uh, that head wouldn't happen to be inside that bag, would it? It's one in these bags, yes. Sorry, there was a lot of decay. And trash doesn't come till Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> they only pick up yard waste every other week, too. <laughs> Can I make like a investigation check to see if there's anything between the lines here? Yeah, go ahead and do that for me. That actually sounds good. That is a natural one. Oh, yeah. boy. boy. As you read the words, your heart seems to sag. There's a feeling of dread and anxiety about it. The words seem to not blur, but lose focus, rearrange. It distresses you to read it. To read such harsh words in a handwriting so familiar. I briefly check to see if my room also has a letter. It doesn't. I'm insulted. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see what I mean? It seems threatening in a way that Penn never sounded. And threatening to you. Yes, very accusational. Although... In this poetry, there can be seen some kinds of truth, but it just doesn't sound like her words, save for the verse. And why point them to you and not the rest of us? I was here. What else have you done, Iavos? Many things, Gaspar, but I have been dreaming, and in that place you saw what I did and where I was. Nothing since. But Penny doesn't exist anymore. 
That's the thing that bothers me. That version of her dissipated for Penicos to take its place. So if this is actually from Penny, it must be some other variation of her plurality, which is a little upsetting, knowing where we are and what we're doing, trying to contact us somehow. And if there's answers, Penicos may have them. So if Gilder knows where she is, we will follow that horrible little cat wherever he wants to go. Through Iavos and Gaspar's sort of grim heart-to-heart that they're having there and, and realizations about the letter and pen and things like that, Wuxia has been torso deep in black bag after black bag trying to hunt for the stag head, not fearing rotted vegetation, something he's had to be around and eat several times. <laughs> As they round their conversation up, Hal kind of looks over at Wuxia, looks at the bag puncture resistant with the <laughs> antler points kind of stretching it looks at Wusha not opening that bag and just walks over takes out a knife and cuts the trash bag open and removes the stag head Wusha looking surprised with a couple pieces of something between his teeth says I thought Yavos was a wizard as you pull the head out by its antler the flesh sloughs off in thick viscous fluid that's upsetting leaving only a black skull. Like like a black, black skull? Yes. Oh, dear. Look dope on the mantle. <laughs> Hell yeah, it would. That fall off the bone. <laughs> Hal drops it, like immediate recoil, in shock, horror, disgust. Not clear, but clearly disturbed by this. Well, there are a lot of different kinds of pennies. She tried to introduce us to a few of them. Yes, that's true. If this is the message they are trying to send, then I dread meeting this one. Can I make like a nature check or investigation on this skull? Yeah, I like the idea of nature for this. Um, Since I've recently touched a magically infused item and felt uh, some invasion in there, I'm going to be very cautious about this. I'm going to give you advantage on this because it is literally in your nature to inspect the nature of heads. Yes, I just don't want to sync up with it uh, and have, you know, without caution. Oh, no. And he just throws it on. (laughs) Investigation 26. As you place your hands on it, you feel a resonant pulse of power. It's definitely ensouled by something, something very important. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to send my wisp in to go meet it. Love it. Knock on the door. Okay. Bring it Bring it some flowers. Ask for a cup of sugar. <laughs> I am your neighbor. <laughs> As you make contact with this resonant entity, the rest of you see his wisp disappear and his body fall lifeless to the floor. Can my allies please stop dying? <laughs> I'm the tank. <laughs> Iavos has seen this before and he quickly snatches the Voltrop head and throws it into the Remores. <laughs> Could have warned us, Gaspar. When Gaspar reawakens and his body animates, the head simply sits. He is without vision, without connection. I make a few hand gestures to Iavos. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> Do we put it on the stump? No. All right. I mean, this skull doesn't have any eyes. Of course, he's going to be blind. He can't speak through it. It has no tongue or throat. He's just in it. Maybe it speaks elk. Or maybe he's just disconnected from his other head, and this one cannot give him what he needs. I go and fetch it back, blow some frost off of it, put it back in his hands. My wisp is going to fly out from the black deer head and enter back into the vault trap that was disturbing it was just blackness infinite darkness nothingness zero seems rather cavalier to dive in with your soul I thought I I could just (laughs) inspect it knock on the door but it sucked me in no exactly All elk or just that one? As far as I'm concerned, just that one. Hal 
gives Ayavos a pointed look when he says that. But the next time we find an elk with a black skull, we'll know. Well, the first thing we need to do is prepare to find Pen with Gaspar, but this should all be gotten rid of. We cannot leave this ensouled black skull in our home, filled with some sort of void. Uh, who knows what it could be monitoring or s- sowing seeds into. But, Wusha, I know your blood or whatever it is that flows through your veins is up. But we need to rest. Ironic for me more than anyone, but we must be at our best to face the challenges ahead of us. Or else we're just throwing our lives away. Agreed. And maybe, maybe there's some way that Skull can help. Some sort of Elko location. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Some radier. No. no. If it fit in the Remoraz, I'd say we could do that to inspect for later, but I don't think it can. Oy. I can spring some coin and get this contained in a magic circle. Only if it doesn't eat into our time. We have priorities. I'm going to make a small meal. I haven't eaten in a week. <laughs> And I don't feel well. But then, we will leave. At least I'm going. Oi, to rest then. The sharp grind of glass on glass. A thousand reflections. Each one a year in an eternity of life. All of them you. Dusty from the fields of the acre. You awaken in a cold sweat. They ask me why I don't sleep much. Another vision. Wonderful. I must make notes of these. Opus. I get a pen out and write down some of the visions that have presented themselves to me. As you try to write, it does not seem to absorb ink. Opus, are you awake? Hey, little guy. You see an image appear across it of... You, in an almost cartoonish design, dropping a book on the ground and walking away. Opus, I left you behind to help you. I had just killed all of our friends. I didn't want to do the same to you in my twisted mental state, that power coursing through me. Separating myself from you took away that power and made sure I wouldn't hurt anyone else. I'm so sorry. Three empty circles appear. On the farthest left, an X. Yes, I suppose that's fair. But you must be hungry. Mm. You'll need a very special treat for this one. I'm going to take one of the pages out of the very rare book, Astrum and Ethereum. It's all right, I already have this one memorized. But this is one of a kind. Eat slowly. And I will feed it into Opus. It begrudgingly closes its spine and then starts to slowly kind of rustle its pages over it until it disappears. Who's a good tome of infinite knowledge? The book opens up wide and flutters pages repeatedly. I'll never let you go again. I promise. The three circles appear again with one cross. Get the dog! (laughs) (laughs) You pass what's left of your rest, half sleeping, half lying awake. But enough to recover your health. When you arrive at Omega Dock, a ship of living wood, a sun sloop, is waiting for you. At its masthead, Gilder rests. He opens one eye, curls back up on himself, and continues resting. Morning, Captain Kitty. Climb aboard. You got our heading? Yes. All right. Double check all of our equipment, pat it down. Inventory, everyone else's too, because I'm paranoid. As you board, Gilder walks over to you. Activate your bracelets. You'll need to be scrying. Any quintessence you generate can only help. Don't we need Rain's permission to broadcast a quest? No. You need only will it and touch your crystal. The broadcast will be sent to the battle center, and then she can decide whether or not it is aired. I assure you she will. Where are we going? To Kinuant. Well, this is a rather elaborate taxi to take us to Kinuit. Is there more to our destination? It's the only ship that still functions. 
he walks over to a wooden man, also grown from living wood, standing at the helm. The ship rises and begins to turn. As you exit Omega Dock, you are met with a horrible reality. The lush majesty of Kinuent follows beneath an artificial sun. All right, folks, listen up. It's time for a full systems blackout. The caller's going offline until Mule can send a qualified runic tech for the diagnostic, so be sure to pack up all personal effects so they don't get in the way. Probably an elf, too. What a hornswoggle. Not to sound racist or anything, but I've been at the runecraft game for a century and change. But the magical union of laborers prioritizes seniority over station. Because some knife-eared dirt kisser was born an epoch before Whoa, me. hey, I'm an eighth elvish on my mom's side. First of all, no you're not. I've looked at your personnel file and the only thing you are is a 100% pain in my ass, which is the only demographic I'm concerned about. And second, cool it with the anti-elf talk switch. I want to have that shit on my crew. Big man's already swinging cud. Congratulations on the field promotion, Traeger. You deserve it. He's right. You handled yourself well. And sorry about the elf shit. On Theta V-12, they've colonized half the plane, and small folk work their residuum mines. Sounds cost-effective. Gods, Wiz, what the fuck? What, I'm just saying. Smaller bodies, smaller holes. Less dig time, more ore. Right? What, so now I'm the asshole? Definitely. Yep. Is there a stronger word than yes? Well, if you stinking piles of unrefrigerated meat are done blathering about which of you is the bigger cloaca, or whatever orifice you organics excrete from, slash penetrate for DNA swapping, I'm going back to my closet to offline until the next time I need to save the day. Sure thing, Lamb. You heard it. Oh, and Traeger? Yeah. Of all the piss and shit machines on the crew, you are the closest to being tolerable in a leadership role. I calculate a 40% success rate over 10 years. A staggering accomplishment for a creature whose brain is made of fat and blood. <laughs> Thanks, Lamb. Great, you're back. Sorry, Phileas. You can't be on the collar anymore. I'm sorry if I rough you up on my way to security. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm not sorry. Emergency override. Lambda Quicks. 58642. Authorization code. Bumpy Boy. Welcome back, Festering Bacteria Factory. What can I begrudgingly do for you that you could easily have done yourself? Take me to the top. The highest accessible floor is in the Omega Zone. 5x cubed, all over i times the square root of x. You just made that up. Yup. Any other made-up things you want me to do? Take me to the top. I figured. You bypassed my self-preservation protocols, but you realize I'll die too, right? No love in your heart for a mechanical rascal? I'll be sure to anguish over your death as I ascend to a higher state of existence. Whatever floats your boat, Tochis. Don't mind the Klaxons. They have this weird habit of screaming whenever anyone steals a million quin particle accelerator slash glorified elevator and drives it into an exploding infinity. Guess they didn't plan for this, the ultimate midlife crisis. I wonder if- Mute. Soon, my love. Soon. We're about to witness a plainer phenomenon. A keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God 
and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. If you or someone you know is abusing healing potions, potions of restoration, or potions of regeneration, they aren't alone. Call the Denmirian Alchemical Addiction Networking Group. Every day, hundreds suffer from addiction to prescription healing potions, treating symptoms for injuries that aren't there, costing them thousands of gold a year and ruining their lives. Before I got in touch with the Denmirian Alchemical Addiction Networking Group, I was drinking healing potions like they were water. I had a bad injury after a lizard folk raid a few years back, and I was taking them to treat my wounds. I formed a strong addiction. I couldn't start the day without one. I wasn't down hit points. I was just down. The Denmirian Alchemical Addiction Network Group. Giving potion fiends a helping hand to start healing their hearts and minds and stop needlessly healing their bodies. If you got a potion addiction, just call Dang. Hey, all you cuties. Welcome to the mid-roll. We've got fun and games. We're happy to announce that tickets to the first Goblin Up event at Wayfinder have sold out. And if you're in our Discord or follow us on social media, we've already announced the winner of the giveaway ticket this morning. Thank you again to our anonymous donator, and congratulations to our winner, whoever you may be. You'll get to meet me, Zach, Max, and a lot of other great professional dungeon masters in our area. It'll be a ton of fun. There should be more events like this in the near future, so stay tuned for more info. In the meantime, join the Discord if you haven't yet. We were trying to figure out why we have such a wonderful active community there, and it may be because we, the cast of the show, are very active. Maybe we're just lucky, but either way, if you join, you're sure to interact with us at some point, along with all the other great community members we currently have. If you have some spare holiday bucks kicking around, maybe consider joining the Patreon. The rewards from Season 1 and 2 are great, and there's more to come. You also get access to bonus content and more. The top tiers can make characters to join the show's meta or be part of a legendary mid-roll team. The current legendary mid-roll teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, and this week's featured team, the Ceaseless Horde, with Dave Blodnoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Ammons. To get a personal message read on the show or for possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com, and don't forget to follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams for Monday night live premieres of the show with Dana. Our numbers have been dropping a little bit for the live premieres, and we really would love to see more of you there. It's fun to get to see live reactions from other cuties and have Q&A time with anyone in the chat, and of course Dana herself. Our temporary mailing address while waiting for a new P.O. Box is 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon 97214 if you have anything you need to send the cast. And as always, we love sharing pictures of things we get on social media. As for the big news as of recent that has shaken the D&D and tabletop RPG community, rest assured we as a team have been discussing it at length. And whatever happens, our number one goal is to keep making a great show to tell our stories and keep the LUQ alive. So thank you for all your patience and support. We love you very much. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the battle axis. Whether it's a Centenop classic to your bathroom, a trap door to hell, or a wardrobe door to the land of snow and Bibles, you can count on Dorian's discount doors to get you somewhere else. Tired of ladling your hard-earned gravy into the greasy pockets of Uncle Business? For months at least, the hotshot fat cats at Big Gateway have been nibbling the lion's share of your sweaty oats just so you can get where you're going. Well, now you've got an alternative to fancy pants, la-dee-da doorways that cost an arm and a leg without any risks of dismemberment. That's right. Craving adventure? 60% of our customers end up on the plane we sent them to, and at least eight of them within a quarter mile of their intended destination, all for a fraction of the price. Got a hot date to Anissa's funeral? No particular rush? Forget about instant travel. The time between entering one of our doors and coming out the other side is incalculable. Maybe it's three seconds. Maybe your consciousness is stretched to the infinite and your very soul witnesses the end of all things. But it's probably instant. And that's all that really matters. We even offer trips to the places those thick boys at Big Portal don't want you to go. Crab Dimension, The Fart Palace, your favorite book series and the universe where everything's made out of stoats. 
We'll even send you to the space between spaces, where life outside of time crawls through infinite chaos. And if you act now, every customer has a 1 in 10 chance of a free, unannounced trip to somewhere completely free and at no additional cost. No matter your intended destination, Dorian's discount doors will in all likelihood get you someplace that you currently aren't, and way faster than walking, boating, or horsing. Dorian's discount doors. You'll get there. Probably. Fields of wild growth fester in standing brackish water. Trees drip with black sap, leaves yellowed and corrupted. Fruits pulsate with wicked intent or fall from desiccated branches to burst on the ground spilling noxious fume. And the gold tree of Aheshka is a dull and tarnished brass. Swamp gas is carried on the wind. Corruption fills your nostrils as your craft settles into an abandoned shipyard. An array of boulders lies scattered about, no longer held by spiritual integument. Gilda, what happened here? The answers will make themselves known soon enough. I don't know. I kind of like the new direction. You would. You brackish oaf. Harsh, but true. I am salty. Well, if we must wait to get answers, let us get to that destination. You make your way along the cobbled road. Drowned weeds climbing over its uneven surfaces. The doors of Aheshka are wide. Inside, the casino floor has been converted to a temporary shelter. Fay of all manner huddled together, seeking refuge from the devastation. Hags tend to the withered trance, who show the same rot as their brethren outside. The insect wings of pixies sweat gray ooze as their membranes dissolve. The fatted cheeks and noses of redcaps blister and split. Banshees flicker in and out of the ethereum, toadstools brown and wilt, coughing vile spores into the air. Uh, you know, I I heard that you guys were here while I was away, but, um, I didn't realize that, uh, people here in the casino were gambling with their health and well-being, looking around at all of the sick people. It's not quite what I imagined. This is not the same place we were before, although they do kind of gamble their well-being. Uh, this is the byproduct of some horrible decay. I'm going to move to one of the nearby fae that's suffering this decay, and there is a, a nymph who has been cut away from her tree. There are thin, fibrous vines connecting her, keeping her alive, but it's dying. It's been corroded, and I'm going to move to that lifeline and attempt to heal it using uh, both my medicine kit and divine magic to replenish the plant's life. I like it. Go ahead and roll me that beast. Nice average 10 gives me, in medicine, 17. Excellent. The tendrils begin to repair. What little damage you can affect starts to knit itself back together. But she needs a home. Wusha is going to head over to a group of dour-looking redcaps. Their split cheeks not really doing anything to hide their sadness or how difficult their time here has been. And he's going to try to tell them some jokes and lighten the mood. <laughs> oh, he's going to no. do the best he can to make even one of them smile. Hit me with a performance check. You fucking got it. What's the deal with steel-toed boots? <laughs> if I needed cold iron in my shoes, I'd walk on Caltrops. <laughs> so I got a plus zero to this. But your boy gets a 14. Not bad. Not good. It starts off with some meager knock-knock jokes and awkward little plays on words, which doesn't seem to grab them. But once you move into the more body and rascally jokes that you tend to hear uh, aboard a deck of a ship, they seem to come around a little bit. The nastier, the better. So he takes the edge of the oar and pulls it free and says, that's not my port. That's my bunghole. <laughs> bunghole. I don't know. I like butt stuff. 
He's talking about his belly button. <laughs> As Hal stands back and watches in bewilderment, an elven medic that's walking by sort of collapses right next to him and he leans over to help them. Hey, hey, hey are you all right? I've, um, I've drained what little is left of my magical essence. Ah, my throat is raw from singing the songs of creation. And I have a, just one son of a bitch of a headache. You should, you should rest. Uh, I will spend five points of lay on hands. If there's some sort of infection here, I, I attempt to treat it. But as, as I pour that energy in, it doesn't really seem to take hold. There not being any clear or obvious infection. And it, it just invigorates them a little bit. So go ahead and give me a knowledge religion, but you're welcome to use charisma or wisdom if either of those are more appropriate. All right. I'll use charisma religion for a total of 14. You channel some of your energy into this person, and when it doesn't really deposit, you realize there's not much you can do as far as literally magically healing them. But weary people need energy. They need to feel like they're doing well. And so instead, you channel that same focus, that same energy, and as much of the charisma that you have into a aura, trying to generate a sense of levity and a sense of righteousness and purpose. And quickly you find that many of the assistants, elves, people running back and forth trying to help the downed fae suddenly have a little bit more pep in their step as if they've had a nice cup of coffee and a quick rest. Very nice. Gaspar is going to make rounds along the casino floor looking for incorporeals. Banshees, will-o'-the-wisps, bogarts. With his newfound affinity for tapping into souls and housing them into little trinkets, Mm. he's going to start collecting left-behind items, things that can be haunted. Small dolls, abandoned high heels, overly large drink cups. (laughs) He's going to try and make a little haunted corner for them to physically attach to. I like that. And what would you like to roll for those? Arcana? I like that. That is a nine. While you are definitely schooled in the art of the dead, you find it difficult to channel the spirits of the Fae, which seem just beyond you. While your nature is definitely in line with their own, your arts belong to the living. I swear this is not a trick. Yes, I will have almost complete control of your soul. And yes, if I destroy the trinket, you will be banished forever. I get it, but I am not going to do that to you. Old stump fay Bogart says, well, I don't know about that, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be sick and tired if you're a snow globe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you go off and flicker away then. As each of you go about your tasks, you all find yourselves crossing paths with cats. And every time you do, they're all going in the same direction. At first, it's a minor suggestion, but sooner or later, they're staring you dead in the eyes, waiting, before walking off towards Gilder. Not very subtle, Gilder. How dare we help, I suppose, but we did come here with a purpose. There is only one way you can help. This way. He turns walks through a security door, and continues down a familiar hallway. The corners twist and turn until you find your way to an unmarked door. As it opens, the air sours. The wild heart, the source of all the fae of Kinuent, is dying. Inside, the walls crawl with rotten vines, and the heart itself pulsates with red, angry pustules. What has happened to this thing? Your friend happened to this thing. It wasn't me. Good. Make your jokes. You're referring, then, to the Pentecost you said was still alive. Oh, she's very much alive. Just because a finger dies doesn't mean the body rots. He's, uh, in a point at the heart. Is she in there? No. She has returned to Eudaimonia. And how do we get there? I can take you, but I require a quintessence. Well, um, we can certainly arrange that. We haven't received our rewards from the new quest, but I assume 
There should be some Quinn. The casino is equipped with machines to deposit your accounts. I see. Well, at Quintessence, we can certainly manage if it means getting to Penny's homeworld. Understand I am not being greedy. You need to pay me for my services. I am fay, after all. All magic takes some sort of resource. I understand. I'll happily pay whatever the hell you need. I just need you to take me to her. I'd be careful saying that to a fay creature, Wusha. Indeed. The thing that's concerning to me most right now is that what happened in my chamber is not something I could see Penny doing. And what's happened here to the Wildheart is not something I could see Pentecost doing. So either we don't know them at all, or something else is going on. Your meager conception of plurality bores and irritates me. Your incompetence and your refusal to think about your actions before you've taken them is the reason for all of this. It is our great suffering to have to deal with mortals. But alas, here we are. Get me my coin and be on your way. Can pretty easily arrange to have some glory converted into Quinn. A quick step out into the casino finds you in front of a Quinn star machine mm. for converting soul energy into hard Quinn. I empty a jar of glory into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Canadian Quinn pops out of the bottom because it just doesn't accept that. Damn it. <laughs> this one has a duck on it. Get it the fuck out of here. <laughs> you take your Quinn from your accounts. Return to Gilder, and he steps back out into the corridor. You begin a trek which goes far longer than you would have anticipated. The walls change style several times, but always hewn from living wood. You finally come to a set of double sliding doors. As they open, you are washed in perfumed steam. The spicy aroma of lotus envelops you. The warm, wet air beckons you forth and at the end of a short hall with dressing rooms on either side, you find a pink marble bathhouse. With a great central basin and four smaller tubs at the corners, each one of different levels of heat. At the center of the largest basin is a great pedestal holding aloft a statue, hewn from white marble, of an ancient god. It towers over the waters, lit from above by an unknown source of true sunlight. Its face and distinguished marks have long since been sundered, but the strength of it still resonates through this quiet place. Neither fear nor judgment in its shattered gaze. Only safety and a swell of inspiration. Whatever power keeps this place, you are certain it is separate from the wild heart. Now, Wusha, this is called a bathhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you submerge yourself in this domesticated, clawless water? So many bodies have been in this soup. <laughs> Flawless. Flawless is so good. Flawless call. This is not soup, Wusha. It will be once he gets in it. <laughs> Oi, you're not wrong, Hal. I'm happy to deposit a little bit of my own briny mother in this. Clearly, something about this place will take us to another plane. How do we enact this, Gilda? You don't. You simply wait. In silence while I do your work for you. Wait? More like Wade. Can you shut up? Can you find it in your heart to be silent in the face of death and decay? Of powers greater than you, destroying all that is good? Can you do that? Or must you always open your maw and spew forth your bile? Usha is just subconsciously reaching for one of his spears, waiting for an excuse to gut this cat. (laughs) but he will stop himself he moves his vaguely thumbed paw and flicks the coin into the pool a kaleidoscope of colors and textures erupt from the place where the coin slips beneath the makeup of this portal is not dissimilar from those employed by the league with the exception that the images you see and the energies which radiate from it feel inexplicably more stable Avos knows very little about these fey rituals, but that does not stop him from taking thorough notes. Isn't Eudaimonia a plane of paradise? The last time I was there, it was. And the last time we were in Kinuit, it was built to be a place of paradise, but things are changing quickly, so we don't know what to expect on the other side of this. Wusha will immediately snap his eyes toward Iavos and say, 
I know exactly what to expect. My friend Beck. He just walks right into the portal. Gaspar, we should hurry and keep our eyes on him. Hurry along now, Hal. Yeah, of course. I'll climb in. Yeah, let's see how fucked up they are over there. Hal grips his bone halberd, turns to look at Gilder, and sincerely, Gilder, I really am very sorry for all the trouble we've caused you, and for all the trouble we may have left to cause. And Hal steps through the portal as well. Despite the shallowness of the pool, the stair which leads into it always seems to have another step. When finally you are submerged, you find that you are no longer walking down a stair, but up one. Step by step, you emerge into a new world and are greeted by a familiar face. It would seem only hours after the fallow crown entered the Axis, the prime expression of the plural known as Penny was seen in Kinuit. Soon after, a blight hit the population. In an effort to prevent panic across Zenith, the broken court kept the state of the spoke under wraps. But why would Penny hurt Kinuit? Isn't she Fay? I think I can feel this one for you, Rusty. You see, Dirk, while most plural incarnations share a common morality and are in fact bound to their axial alignment, some have broken free of that plurality and exist as free-floating satellites around their quasel. In a word, any plural can have an evil twin. Thank you, Strickton. The motivation of this penny is unknown. However, in the wake of the Fallow Crown's entrapment and the loss of Pentacles, the administration has voted to continue broadcasting the adventures of the Fallow Crown as they proceed to Kinuit in search of their friend. Well, I don't think the fans are going to like watching more Fallow Crown. Frankly, Dirk, I don't give a damn. Oh, Rusty, put away the claws. No, Dirk, I think this needs to be said. This league was created to inspire hope, to exemplify all that is just and noble in our worlds. And yet, at every turn, there has been those who would warp and twist it to serve their own dark desires. Be it fame, wealth, or simply suffering. But worst of all are those fans who see the goodness of this league and its adventurers and delight instead in their corruption. Heel turns and betrayals, infighting and petty drama, these things are all that is base and cruel in this world. And to see, every day, the supply that this dark demand creates, it is almost too much to bear. No, Dirk, I don't care about the fans. I care about the fallow crowd. And I hope with all my heart that they're victorious against whatever darkness awaits. Don't worry, we'll return after these messages. After all, we wouldn't want you to be without a moment's entertainment. Interesting. Oh, it's I'm awesome. here too. I was very. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, you're fine. Scene, no. You got rid of the page going like, oh, I need to get to the next. <laughs> so I thought you're like, oh, he's still more. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Mama. So I was like, what is this? Hand Sometimes we misread cues, audience. Yeah. That's what this sounds like. Man, everything was going Wuxia's way. A boat, two wet places. <laughs> Each place wetter than the last. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? All coming up, Wusha. That's an apt <laughs> description of eudaimonia, really. <laughs> mm. <laughs> a boat in two wet places. I, I think place it was wetter yeah. than the last. <laughs> Let us not go to eudaimonia. It is a soggy place. <laughs> Look, man. Seeing as that fucking uh, uh, things are all swampy and in you know kinuent now and and things like that, I bet the shrimp are still thriving. And mm. by shrimp, I mean crayfish. You mean the the fay fish? Fay fuck. This was a nice downtime episode after what has been some pretty, like, intense shit going on. Oh, downtime? Yeah, that was definitely downtime. Downtime is in not, like, combat and, like, rushing to shit, you know? It's, it had a nice, like, down... Yeah, nine hours of depression. Downtime. It <laughs> <laughs> is for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag right, relatable. Yeah. It's called bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like having a day off of work, right? <laughs> oh, my God. You know... I wonder sometimes about the the favorite moments because on some there are some episodes where I'm like there's just not a lot to be favorited about, but you know let's hear let's hear some stuff that's memorable. Well, 
I think Wuxia calling the water domesticated and then clawless. <laughs> like, like, why? Why would you declaw your cat? Why would you declaw the ocean? Mm, like, shameful. Yeah, it was. Um, that that was a good line. Listen, that, man, no laws with the claws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a fan of the uh, the jet black twelve pointed stag head. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was cool. The, like those, like those, like black metal chickens that have black bones and black eggs and everything else. It's just, yeah. Our collection of black skulls grows. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a huge fan of Iavos taking the garbage out. Just yes, the, the idea that like I, I know this isn't a thing that you know drama needs to be focused on or anything like that. But the idea that like everyday chores still need to be done by this group of fucking adventurers is incredible to me in our little apartment <laughs> agreed also just the idea of waking up from this like exhausting ordeal and just like well rooms full of garbage <laughs> no rest for the wicked oh was, this is very pretty. good oh it's all garbage oh, oh no i'm gonna have to water these we don't know oh, i'm not <laughs> we don't even have a yard there's no yard waste bin <laughs> it's it's hard to call it memorable but like just Gilder's being so shitty. I feel like it's good Gilder energy, but also like, man, we we didn't objectively do all this. Like, there's some yeah. stuff that could be. He's connected. a little sour he's puss. Me, he's a sour. <laughs> that's it. Sour puss. Fuck off, judgmental cat. I think he's blaming us for for leading Penn into the Axis, which is is it was a dumb thing to do, and he's pretty been he's been pretty clear on that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he's blaming us for. They Can had it coming. Um. I actually really like that poem you wrote, Zach. Thank you. I, I like your I like your take on a penny poem because I I didn't write that. Audience, Zach wrote that. <laughs> if you I didn't mention it, I was going to. Yeah, it was so. It was the very beginning of the episode, so I forgot it as a moment. I thought Zach was going to have Dana read it so that she had a line, but hmm. no. <laughs> I a hundred percent assumed you wrote it, Dana, and then like sent it off to. Yeah, I was. Like, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm going to be honest with you. Sick. Yeah. Thank you. I was I was worried that that would go unnoticed, but uh, <laughs> no, it I. It's, it's very good. Honestly, I, I've i said this a lot. I've said this a lot in the last few chapters, but I really got to say, I'm excited to be finally getting here. Ah! <laughs> oh, me too. I've feeling. been anticipating this chapter for a very long time. Yeah. And, and just to clarify, guys, um, there is going to be some stuff in this chapter that, well, I'll be honest with you. Each of these people at this table knows something that the others don't. That may well lead to some pretty intense shit coming down the pipeline. And I just want you to know, I've had this this moment, these moments on the books since episode one. This is all intentional. Yeah, I mean, that's what's kind of so exciting about this chapter is I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what to expect, but I know all of Penny's lore. And I think we're at a crux where everyone knows a lot of intersecting things. And we're just going to see how it goes. And I don't think we know what we know that they don't know. Exactly. I know. Oh, no. You know. So... I want to thank uh, Hedegar, the editor, for editing this episode. So we've had a lot of really good, uh, solid episodes that were nice and short and very crisp with very little editing. This one had a little bit of cuts. This one had some some stoppages. But uh, hopefully episode two will have a lot more flow to it. I also want to thank Bree Golden uh, of Golden Stylus for making the map that we'll be using in time. Wait, there's going to be a battle? There's what? Huh? It's a this is a heavy battle. flow chapter. Yeah. <laughs> it's a role play map. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll be honest, I would love to have like a giant fucking map where there's like role play areas. Well, masquerade. You know? God, you know? solve like, the uh, maze of our own emotions. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, burning wheel. Mm. Burning man. Different thing. <laughs> burning wheel or burning man. God, we got to cut this fucking episode. Uh, yeah, I'm Zach. Angelo. <laughs> is that really what you're doing? This is a you weird last? place to frame it like this. I'm fucking weird, dude. I'm weird. All right. Um, I'm Angela Cloak. I used to be Gaspar. Still yeah, am. Thank you. Might be. <laughs> but also used to be. <laughs> My name is Max. You can find me at Dungeon Master Max pretty much fucking everywhere online. And I play Wusha Brian Child, the still wandering tide. For some reason, I thought Max was going to start rapping like, my name is Max. <laughs> like, my name I, is Max, and I'm here to say <laughs> my play character is wet in an uncomfortable way. You can't be still and wandering. My name is Michael Loving, and I play Halifon Orson Jr. Look, I'm here for the rap episode. I'm Dana Ebert. <laughs> I I was brought here today to play a character with all of you. We'll, we'll see. We'll see who it is. 
My name's Law. I play Iavos Isidorus. I honor the withering acre and just sleepy old man. And I'm Zach. The Dunge Boy. Dungeon Plotter. I am the Dungeon Man. I am thy Dungeon Man. Thine. Sorry. Yours. God, guys, I'm fucking tired. The grungy Dungeon Keeper. I'm so fucking tired. But I love this and I'm very excited about this. And this has honestly really, really seriously reinvigorated my enthusiasm for these games. And I'm very excited to see what happens next. And uh, until that does actually happen, we wish you luck. Luck.